0: I'm Ali Wine, a non-resident senior fellow with the Atlantic Council.
1: And I'm David Edelstein, an associate professor of international affairs and government and vice dean of faculty at Georgetown University.
0: So, David, we often hear that China, unlike the United States, has a long time horizon. You've thought a lot about this issue. You've written prolifically about this issue, and I would commend to folks who are listening, uh, David's really superlative book on this topic, Over the Horizon, uh, published in 2017. Um, I I wanted to refer you to something that you wrote for the February 2019 issue of the Texas National Security Review, uh, which draws on the arguments that you marshal in in your book. And you talk about how the time horizons of the United States and China have undergone a shift uh, between sort of the, the good old days of uh, the good old early days of the relationship in more recent years. So you say it as follows, quote, while Washington was focused on other short-term threats to its security, Beijing was patiently biding its time, recognizing that its brightest days as a great power lay ahead. In recent years, this dynamic has shifted, end quote. So David, tell us how and why that dynamic has evolved.
1: Yeah, thanks, Ali, and thanks for the kind words about my book. Um, so as you mentioned, I think early in the relationship, by which I mean early in the kind of post-Cold War relationship,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, there was this combination that was actually uh, favored cooperation between the United States and China. The United States was was more focused on some short-term threats, in particular after 9-11, and China was thinking about the long-term future, and that, cooper- that, that uh, interaction allowed for cooperation between the two. I think what we've seen in recent years is a a shift in both of those dynamics. I think China, for a a combination of both domestic and international reasons, has become more focused on short-term opportunities, while the United States has sort of had its attention drawn to some of the more long-term threats that the rise of China might, might pose to its interests. And I think that combination of, of time horizons is one that is more likely to lead to a competitive relationship and even the prospect of, of conflict between them. I think the question of why China has has shifted and why Chinese time horizons have shifted in this direction is, is an interesting one. I, I, as I mentioned, I think on the one hand, there are domestic reasons having to do with Xi's interests in in developing Chinese nationalism and looking to Chinese nationalism, which often wants to see kind of short-term rewards. And then I also think there have been developments whereby China feels internationally as if it has to act opportunistically before others do on issues in, say, the, the South China Sea. Uh, so I think that combination um, of international domestic reasons best explains those those shorter time horizons that the Chinese have developed. Mm-hmm. Um, Ali, I, I wanted to raise, I think one of the interesting aspects and one of the things that connected us on this was uh, the recent piece that you wrote with with Jessica Weiss in the New York Times um, just a week ago, which I read, and I, you know, I think we all work on these things. We have a tendency to see things through a certain prism. I, I couldn't help but note the sort of temporal dimensions to your argument there in terms of the kind of short-term versus long-term trade-offs and the way that that Chinese nationalism is developing, and that the Chinese government is trying to sort of exploit that nationalism.
0: Well, I, I appreciate your your mentioning that piece, and in full candor, I I, I remember that as we were developing the piece, your work, um, which had already been such a seminal influence on my thinking, it it very much was a backdrop uh, for for our piece, and so I, I think we try to make a distinction, as as you suggest, between. The, the long-term dimensions of Chinese nationalism or hyper-nationalism, you might even posit, and uh, the short-term ramifications. I think that over the long term, uh, the United States can take some, uh, can find some reassurance in, in the likelihood that, that the manner of nationalism, the so-called wolf warrior diplomacy of recent months, um, is likely to undercut diplomatic, uh, China's diplomatic stature, it's likely to undercut any pretensions that China might have to long-term global uh, preeminence, because it's unnerving uh, many countries, not only its neighbors in the Indo-Pacific, but also uh, further afield. And in the short term, though, um, nationalism uh, can be a very potent rallying cry uh, to mobilize uh, the Chinese public to cling more closely to Uh, Xi Jinping. And so what we try to distinguish in the article is that the United States, in formulating policy towards China, uh, uh, it should be sensitive to some of the short-term combustible dynamics in in inflaming nationalist sentiment in China, but it should also, uh, looking towards the long-term, recognize that if China continues with this kind of self-sabotaging wolf warrior diplomacy of recent months, that it may well end up contributing far more to its own encirclement uh, than any amount of unilateral U.S. pressure would.
1: Yeah, what's so interesting about this, right, is is I think the degree to which it captures a, a recurrent dynamic in international politics, right, which is that the the things that that countries may find attractive in the short term, even while they maintain certain long term goals, those those short term actions and behaviors may undermine the achievement of those long term goals and you know, what I tried to do in my work in my book was, was really capture the ways in which countries try to kind of balance those long-term and short-term considerations. I, I would say it's my sense that they don't always do it successfully. And I, and I think there's reason to be concerned about the Chinese in that regard.
0: I couldn't agree more. And I suspect that the work that you've done on Time Horizons is increasingly going to inform how we think about the evolution of U.S.-China relations.